behind us, right on the side of us. You can, you can kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black face. Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. And good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch TV for today's date, June 19th, 2022. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective, Steve Gulls, along with my fellow father, Mr. Chris Bennett down there. Happy Father's Day to you, Chris, and happy, to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to you and everybody, all the other dads listening. Yes, it's uh, it's great to be here. Uh, we've made it for another show. <laughs> we sure have. Uh, and I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat in here tonight, looks like. And, yeah, we got oh, wait a, a minute. Do my eyes deceive me? Is Bigfoot Okanagan? Leon, are you in here? Leon I is back. Leon. And it's good to see Leon. Good to see Leon back. And it was good yes, to hear Leon's is. voice today. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still good got deal. a road to go down, but we're all behind oh, yeah. him. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, but hey, man, every step in the direction of being better is a step in the right yeah. direction. So our, our good, just keep on doing what you're doing, Leon. Hang in our, there, buddy. Our good Canadian brother up there. That's so, right. uh, you know, thank God you're here and. Dude, you got many years to go. Many. Oh years. yeah, yeah. We just getting started. That's it. 
So anyway, let's go for the roll call tonight. First in, sorry, Joe, was Low Rider. Hello, Low. <laughs> and of course, Low Rider. And Joe. And Joe. <laughs> Not first. I'm never first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something to Sasquatch about in the house as well. Welcome. I'm third, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> and we got uh, Gary Johnson. Hello, Gary. Anita Hypertruck. Hello, Anita. Anita. Welcome, welcome. Uh, True good Quest, good to see you. True Quest, yeah. Good one. Yeah. Don Fuller. There he is. Light, uh, we already said life is a flyway. Uh, yeah. Going flyway down. Flyway. Angel Nolan in the house. Hello, Angel. Angel. Grasshopper. Hello, Grasshopper. So we're going to go through the chat here. Mr. Lee 3PO, hello to you, sir. Lee 3PO, all right. And, of course, Mick. Mick is here on time. Mick, good to see you, buddy. Meatloaf did not trip him up today. Um, <clears throat> let's oh, see. Man. Who else? Do, 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 do. Going down the list. Going down the list, list, list. Uh, oh, Nikki is in the house. Hello from Harry Hi, Man, Hoodwinks and Hoax, uh, Hoaxes and Hoodwinks. Uh, Patty Troy. Hello, Patty. Good to see Hi, you. Patty. Thank you for the happy yeah. Father's Day. Wow, the chat room has been, you guys have yeah, been they're going here. crazy. Uh, who else? Let's see. Uh, Sharky. Hello, Sharky. Sharky. Uh, Brandy. Hello, Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Uh, Bigfoot. Of course, Leon's out there. Hello again. Yeah, Leon. And, uh, we'll, we'll take it. For, uh, oh, and Sherry's there. Hi, Sherry. Sherry is there. I mean, there's, it, it jumped a little bit. But uh, anyway, in, in case, and, and you know, and you know what I love is uh, right now, in case anybody decides to swear, you know, this Beep. Got to end, man. It's got to end. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's anyway. That's, that's classic. I, I love that. It's wonderful. <laughs> so we we got the whole cast of characters in the in the uh, queue tonight. So uh, anyway, um, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, today is, of course, Father's Day. So I figured we're two dads. We can talk whatever the hell we want to talk about tonight, (laughs) including Bigfoot, especially Bigfoot. And I understand that the um, uh, Mike Ann, uh, uh, you know, uh, TAC, Tactical Bigfoot Research, sent me a, a, a snippet from Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't have it uploaded. Uh, today was actually a very busy day for moi. Beautiful day here. The high of 71. Oh. And breezy with a nice cool breeze. Yeah. And we're actually going down to 49 tonight. Oh, wow. But that's beautiful, man. Nice cool night. Well, uh, nice. Yeah, you know. that's uh, still a little oh, chilly. I, is Brent me. in the house? I think Brent's in the house, too. Somewhere. Yep, yep, there he is. Uh, yep, tall yep. ones. Hi, Brent. Brent. Hey, Brent. Um... So a very beautiful day, you know, a few clouds, but most of the day cloudless. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it was a great day. Uh, hung out with our good friend Scott and Michelle for a little while today. We went, you know, we decided to, uh, they, they needed to, you know, we, we, they needed to hit Walmart. Sherry needed to hit Walmart cause she gets her meds through Walmart. Mm-hmm. So we all piled into the, uh, Squatch mobile and we all uh, went for a little drive. We looked at that particular thing we were discussing earlier. 
Um, we stopped over there, took a walk around. Um, and uh, Bigfoot New York, Todd in the house, Sandra Piper in the house. Hey, Todd. And Sandra. DM Zabo in the house. DM Zabo. DMZABO. Okay. Um, so, different. hello, everybody. Um, it's like Ace so, Freely a thing. I like that. <laughs> Ace Freely is my favorite guitarist. <clears throat> Loved Ace Freely. Mine was uh, Daryl Abbott. Oh, really? Yeah. From uh, Pantera. Um, but anyway, uh, so we, 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 you know, so the day's been quite productive. Of course, got, you know, I was up early, um, today and, uh, you know, working on a few things and, um, and, and, you know, I'll just come out and and say it that, um, you know, for the last, oh, four and a half years, almost five. Yeah. Almost five. Um, this has been uh, where I'm sitting here has been Squatch Detective Headquarters. Um, because of events out of my control, this building has been sold and is going to uh, be used for other purposes, apparently. <laughs> so within the next uh, 115 days, uh, at the maximum, uh, Squatch D Headquarters will be changing. This in admit uh, in the midst of my inventory schedule, which I go through every year now. Um, and uh, I, unfortunately, uh, I got the wrong um, inventory schedule when I said there aren't too many Sundays. There are a lot of Sundays for about oh, a period man. of six weeks. So <sighs> from the last week of July through the uh, first week of September, uh, we will or. I'm not quite sure of the exact date, y'all know. We will be on hiatus at least for the month of August, yeah. probably the last week of July. Um, then starts uh, the Bigfoot um, days. Uh, so, you know, just so you know, July 9th, which is a Saturday, I believe, if I have my dates correct in my head with that one, I will be at the uh, Hadley, Massachusetts Public Library. Um, doing a lecture for them um, and answering any questions about the topic. Um, September 25th will be the Whitehall Sasquatch Festival. Uh, October 15th will be Chicago Lake Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot Festival in the beautiful uh, Camp Oneasa uh, in DeWittville, New York, which is on the other side of Lake Chautauqua. Uh, I should say on the eastern side of Lake Chautauqua. And then, of course, we have the following, October 22nd, we have Squatchtober um, from Squatchatusets, and that'll be, uh, I believe, a a two-and-a-half-day event, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Maybe just a a day event um, on uh, August 22nd, or I'm sorry, on October 22nd. So I have quite, quite the... um, going to be a busy schedule, bud. (laughs) <laughs> now all of that plus the fact that i have to um plus my inventory schedule which right will take me you know a, a couple of weeks a lot of traveling and in case yeah. in case people know who uh, know new york i'm gonna have to spend three days in the mid hudson valley area right uh, at some point uh i'm gonna have to spend a couple of days in vermont uh, the Vermont Plattsburgh area. 
that'll be another two or three day event for me. <laughs> um, and then we have all the local capital district stores. And then there's the, the uh, another one where it's uh, Oneana and uh, Pittsfield mass. So uh, quite a lot of traveling and all of that. And uh, at the same time, I'm going to have to close on a home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, gotta, starting the mortgage, starting the mortgage process this week, <laughs> closing on a home between now and then. Oh, wonderful! And then uh, if we get the place we want, it's only five miles up the road, still in the woods, still have all the technological advantages. Yeah. Um, in fact, the, the funny thing is, is all the services run right by the house. So it's all good. Ah, good. And, um, so, you know, if I can get that move done on our hiatus. So when we come back, uh, the, the, the studio will be set. We should be good to go. Well, that'll be good. Um, yeah, it, just a lot. Of well, you know, during the, the hottest of the summer months, anyway, it seems like activity kind of slows down and uh, not not as many sightings or not as much activity. Uh, I guess it depends on where in the country you are, though. Some places may pick up, but it seems like overall during the hottest of the summer months, activity slows down a little bit. Not as many sightings. <laughs> It'll be running shine across 10 states. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish. Um, uh, so got, I got a lot, a lot, a lot a to schedule. deal with. A lot, a lot coming up, a lot, a lot on you, but I, yeah. I feel for you. Well, the, the beautiful thing is, is that you know when I work inventory days, they're long days, and you know, yeah. So you know, it, it'll probably be like four day work weeks for me, which in turn will assist me in getting things packed up. Yeah. And once the mortgage closes, you know. You know, it's only five miles away, so all the small stuff and all the electronics, I always take over by myself because I don't want them damaged. I don't want them boxed yeah. up. I'll take them over myself, and then the movers will have to do the the heavy lifting. And yeah. because I I'm not going to move stuff. I I've never had a good uh, strong. A lot of people don't know, but I I I have a bad back. I, I have I've had a couple of T one C eight that every once in a while we'll bulge and it'll cause me to have problems. And usually the result of a fall or some sort of accident. Um, a few years back, 2019, uh, I fell, um, really bad. I broke two or three ribs, um, falling down a flight of stair wet stairs on, on the camp. When I was at the last Pennsylvania Bigfoot camping adventure, it rained overnight. I grabbed well, my bags. Help. Yeah. I yep. grabbed my bags, take them down the stairs and I went down, I think, a total of nine stairs and hit the rib cage. Probably oh. seven of those nine. And uh, I was flat on my back at the bottom of the stairs. And uh, wind knocked out of me. It was quite yeah, bad. Yeah, that sucks. And then the ribs healed, and then the the, the discs bulged again. And the last time they bulged as a, as a result of a fall back like seven years earlier. So I dealt with those bulging discs for, they, they bulged longer than they ever had. It lasted about nine months. And uh, the first three months I was an excruciating, a lot of people didn't know I was an excruciating pain. My left shoulder, I could not move over my head at all. I couldn't, if I did this, the pain would shoot through me. Uh, remarkably bad. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so what I ended up having to do was uh, hit the gym and hit the weights and that kind of pops everything back in. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, tough, 
You're a tough old bird. I am. You still get it done. Oh, by the way, mix it. A free 10-pound meatloaf comes with every keg of shine. Ooh, a keg of shine. Wow. Keg of shine and a meatloaf. That's some 10 money there, bud. 10-pound of meatloaf. Boy, that's some eating for a couple of days. Yeah. Oh. Hey, man, I love a good meatloaf. As a matter of fact, you know, I've never had a bad one. Oh, I have. <laughs> I know Mick's going to eat. You're going to say something about that, but I've never had a bad meatloaf. I don't care who made it. I love meatloaf. Well, good. When you come up to New York, I'll make you a nice, good meatloaf. Dude, I'll eat it. Yes. You can't go wrong with meatloaf. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mr. Mr. Lee Shreepio said he got a pin in the arm from bike accident. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I understand that completely, too. When I was 17, there's another little known fact. When I was 17. There's 140 stitches going around the thigh. <laughs> yep, went face first. <laughs> face plant, like where he's wearing sunglasses. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. That hurts me just thinking about that. Oh, change um, the subject. It's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember the day I sit there and uh, my shoulder fell off me. But, you know, we were a tough old bird, so we just screwed it back in and kept on moving. Uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, oh, well, let's talk about something different. Like uh, with the high price of gasoline, I'm thinking about getting my distiller's license here in Kentucky and, and uh, making my own fuel. Oh, when, you said, <laughs> when you said distiller's license, I thought you meant Boozolini. Well, yeah, you, you can get uh, you can get a uh, a government federal government permit uh, to have your own alcohol still for uh, distilling alcohol fuel for your car. So, uh, or you know, they they really want it to be used like for off road purposes. So, I'll be distilling alcohol fuel. For my lawnmower, I guess, and uh, I, don't, I probably wouldn't want to run it in my chainsaws because that, that would make a bunch, be a bunch of trouble trying to get uh, the correct mixture to mix with the uh, lubrication. But uh, I think it would be fine for the lawnmower engines. And... Rub the tussin takes care of every ache and pain. That's right. Put the tussin on. It. Rub the tussin on. It. Anybody uh, doesn't know the movie reference? That was my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> Put some tussin on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with gasoline, though, you know, everybody, I, for years now, Steve, well, I won't say for years. Uh, yeah, actually, about the last three, I've been taking the uh, the ethanol out of my gasoline that I put in the lawnmower engines and stuff because the, the ethanol fuel, which, you know, it's alcohol, goes in the gasoline to make it go a little further, like E10 or whatever. And that eats up the carburetors on those little engines. I mean, eats them up. There's, You can okay. just count on, you know, it, you're going to have to replace the carburetor because inside is going to be like have this white chalky powder after the first season where it sits, or first off season. Yep. But uh, gas is so expensive now. Now I'm thinking about adding more ethanol and just replacing the carburetors. Uh, the carburetors are about 15 bucks. So, you know. But you know what I found is that, that mm. you know, because I, I had a truck that was a flex fuel vehicle, which means yes. I could put, and mm. I tried ethanol once in it. Mm -hmm. And whereas I got 
you know, it, it was a Ford Ranger XLT. It got shitty gas mileage as it was. I usually right. get 285 miles on a tank. Yeah. When I put the ethanol in it, I got 195 miles on that tank. Yeah. So, uh, the, um, oh my goodness. It, it just like, like why bother for the 20 cent difference? I'm ending up filling it up just as much. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, I ran it on, um, uh, I've got, still got it. It's a, uh, 96, I think Jeep Grand Cherokee, one of my favorite vehicles in the world. And uh, it's got the V8, the, it's got the 318 Chrysler V8 engine in it. And it was fuel injected and everything. And I ran that thing off E85. Now it's not a flex fuel engine and it's not supposed to run off E85. But you know, I started mine mixing it 50-50 because all engines will run up to 50% ethanol without doing anything. Yep. So I started running mine 50-50 on gasoline and E85. And then I started mixing a little more E85. And eventually I was just pulling up to the E85 pump, filling her up. Well, my gasoline, the, my gas mileage before, you know, we're talking V8 Jeep, full-time four-wheel drive. I could squeeze about 16 miles to the gallon out of it, which, you know, that was pretty decent. And, uh, but now after I started using the E85, it dropped down to an average of 12 to 14 yep. miles per gallon. Now that, that did kind of suck, but it really wasn't too much worse than what I was already getting, you know, on regular gasoline. Hey, anyway, uh, there's a few more folks that popped in. I want to say hello oh. to them as well. Uh, first of all, we got, uh, Jay Fritz popped in. Hello, Jay. Okay. Arthur, watch. Arthur is in the Arthur? house. Uh, tech, Mike Ann, the technical hey, Bigfoot research in the house. Uh, Matt from central Florida, Bigfoot's in the house. Hey, Matt. And, uh, good seeing you guys. Who else? Yeah. Uh, near uh, Bigfoot, New York, Todd. Hello. Hey, Todd. Um, uh, yep. Uh, I want to make sure we get everybody to say hello to. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so. Anita? You know what it is what it is. Eventually, <laughs> gas will eventually come down some sometime. Oh yeah, yeah, it has to. Yeah. Because if it keeps on going up, nobody's gonna buy it. They're gonna just walk. You know, today I had to get gasoline for the, the lawnmowers. So, you know, because unfortunately, we have grass we have to mow. <laughs> if I could, like you know, take a break and just let it grow up, but you know. I'm, Sandy would not like that. Uh, she likes a nice, clean, mowed lawn, so that's not going to work. So we had to go pick up some gas for the uh, the lawnmowers. Yep. Well, that's like five gallons in a can. And uh, my little um, low-fuel light was flashing on the truck, so I thought, well, I'll put in one gallon. <laughs> <laughs> Big spender. That's what I did. I put in one gallon in the truck. Just for the low fuel light to stop flashing at me. And then I drove the one mile back to the house. You know, it's not like, you know, we're way, way, way out of town. But uh, I'm close enough, you know, I could walk and get a gallon of gas if I needed to. But I refuse to buy any more gasoline than I absolutely have to have. Yeah, well, and Grasshopper, yeah. yeah, he's pointing out ethanol burns up the aluminum. It breaks down aluminum. Yeah, yeah, it does. And if you use it in your lawnmower, your push lawnmower, or your riding lawnmower, guarantee it will eat that carburetor alive from the inside out. 
Don, I tell you what, uh, if you want to come down sometime in July, hey, you want to come in studio for a show? We'd be glad to have you. you yeah, that would be, be awesome. Fun. Yeah, yeah, come on down. You can sit here and we can do the show together and get chat with Chris down in Kentucky and all the rest of the fine folks. You want to come down some Sunday? Just let me know. I'm usually off on Sundays and, like I say, till the end of July and then September, you know, September when we roll with that, with the exception of maybe the week we're doing Chautauqua because it's, you know, Chautauqua is a five-hour drive from where I'm at. Whoa. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Probably if there's one part of the state that's furthest from me, it's probably Chautauqua, a little further Jamestown. Um yeah, yeah, I think Don, that would be awesome. Come down, we'll have a little, that would be fun. little, little yeah. cookout before the show, and um, you know, uh, come meet the pups, and um, yeah, that'd be awesome. I might have to take a minute here, Steve. I have a, a doggy revolt going on upstairs. I've got to go see what's going on. Uh oh, <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> so uh, anyway, folks, uh, while Chris deals with his canine intrusion problem. Um, you know, uh, Mike had actually, uh, tactical Bigfoot research showed me attack uh, had showed me, uh, a, um, uh, an Instagram post about a Bigfoot caught on webcam and see, this is how <coughs> rolling off of what we, we dealt with, uh, earlier. If anybody didn't catch, um, uh, Harry man, uh, hoaxes and hoodwinks, uh, Nikki show that aired tonight, uh, at 7 PM. Catch it and replay. I was on there with uh, the great Brent Dill from the Tall Ones. Um, we talked about different pictures, and uh, of course, this picture uh, that Tack sent me uh, with the Instagram post saying, "Oh, Bigfoot caught on trail camera," and it was actually a still frame of the Morgan Matthews Bigfoot that supposedly pushed him over where Rick Dyer was. So, you know. <laughs> You know, the, the hoaxes perpetuate constantly. But the real cool thing is, is that on that show, we talk about the Louisiana picture with that thing in the water. And I think we pretty much nailed it on the head on that show. I won't release the secret on that one. I know a lot of you in chat knew, know because you were on that show. But for people who haven't caught that show that, you know, listen on Audible or Amazon Music or iHeartRadio or Spotify, uh, you know, I, you know, always catch our show on, on, on the, the, the live side. The tonight show is not going to be a very visual show. So that's a kind of a cool thing for those who are listening on those platforms. But if you haven't caught Nikki's show, go over, check it out as well. Um, a really entertaining show tonight. Um, hello, Chris. Has the canine revolt uh, been suppressed? I am back. Yes. I found out what the issue was. What was the issue? Uh, she, uh, Sandy had let uh, four of them outside on the back porch to wander around out there and be quiet while the show's going on. And uh, she went outside and started doing some work. She's out there doing something now. I don't know. And she unfortunately left two inside. Well, the two inside were uh, not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so they were voicing their uh, opinion. Their, yeah, they, they were voicing their, their opinion that's, uh, that uh, they were treated unfairly by being left inside and everybody else got to go out. So I just opened the door and let everybody in and close the door. So now everything is quiet. All is well in uh, Dogville upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love them. You gotta love them. 
Yeah, but but all the Bigfoot are on this side of the state. We you know, we know that tack. Um, <laughs> oh uh, man, tack said that all the cool kids live on this side of the state, which is the western part. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, and, and Joe was so quick to uh, say, "That's right, Mike." <laughs> all right. All right, we know who's wearing. Next time our guys are on expedition with me, we know who's wearing the pork chops. <laughs> oh. and then up. <laughs> oh no, Steve! You might have to move to the other side of the state so you'd be one of the cool kids. <laughs> oh, Sound like they're starting their own club. Oh, well. <laughs> I said something about the pork chops. And, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me. Oh, good Lord. Oh. Um, that's very interesting. <laughs> Mr. Lee 3PO, I'm in London. I'm London. cool. <laughs> and hello uh, to Brian. Brian, welcome, welcome, and hey, thank Brian. you, sir. Back yeah. at you if you're a dad as well. Good to see you too, Brian. Wow. Yeah. Um. You know, so the the internet has been just spewing more crap every every day, and when it comes to um pictures and stuff, and and you know the big takeaway from from that show was, you know, as I've always said, make sure the big you know these pictures have stories. And if you're out mm. there doing Bigfoot research, please, please, we implore you. Our audience implores you if you're listening or, you know, because I know my audience, I'm preaching to the choir. If you're going to release something, do your due diligence before you release something. Yeah. You know, Good we idea. are not witnesses. So, you know, um, you know, if we're doing, you know, something and we capture something on it, do your due diligence put it out there with the right disclaimers on it. Just don't say, Hey, look at this. Look what we got. And it'd be a blob squatch, which so many of these fly by nighters do. Um, they want, they're so quick to put their stuff out. It's like a race. And <laughs> we're not in a race. We're in it for the long haul. This is a mar This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, um, well, you know, you got to admit though, Steve too, though, when, if, if you do have a legit sighting and you were able to snap a photo or two, uh, you know, of what you saw while right, you were that's it, completely yeah. to you, it's completely different than showing it to somebody else. You know, somebody else looks up, they see a blob. They're like, what is that? You know? <laughs> and and that's why it would always come with a disclaimer. Hey, you know, what? yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this isn't the greatest picture, but you know, this is kind of, this is what we saw. And, we saw it with our own eyes and it was very different than what we were right. able to photograph when we capture. So we right. apologize for that. You know, that that's the way my flow would be like many years ago, we, you know, uh, the late uh, Adirondack Jack Leach um, mm -hmm. had had an encounter yeah, and he had taken a picture and it was very blobby. But uh, the fact is the reason why we posted it is because he had, he saw it and he was able to pull a camera out of his little pocket camera. He always yeah. carried with him when he went hunting and he snapped a picture of it because he always kept the camera in case he saw something really cool. Right. Yeah. And uh, he snapped a picture and yes, it was a blob squatch at bet. You couldn't see any real definition of anything when you see this dark yeah. something in the woods. He took yeah. a picture of it. And if you believe his story, 
you know, he, um, you know, that's what he did. So that's why we chose to show the picture because it kind of, you know, it, it corroborates in some sort, uh, his story or his story is corroborated that what you're looking at is potentially a Sasquatch. So that's the reason why we put it out there on that particular aspect. But if somebody says, Oh, I was just aimlessly shooting in the woods and this is what I got. You know, the, the problem is, is that the pictures that come out are just these blobs with yeah. no, you know, nothing, nothing to them. Oh, look at this trail cam photo I got. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little more about that? You know, the date, the time, any activity, did you go out and look around? Did you, you know, because, you know, now if you're a witness, I can understand that. Hey, what do you think? You know, I, I think it is. I don't think it is. I think it's something else completely, you know, off the, 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 the rail there. Yeah. Um, but there's stuff want- that goes along with a photo too. You know, you got to do, you got got to go back and do a follow-up, <laughs> uh, the same area, take a picture of that same area again. And, and look and see, is that same blobby, oh. blobby looking thing still there? Or here, here comes a joke. I can tell you, Hey, Chris, uh, we figured out how we keep getting rock froze. It go ahead, Mike, follow it up. Yeah. What, what is that? Let me, let me hear this, Mike. <laughs> here it is. You know, I, I know what he, wow. exactly what he's going to say. Oh, we talked about it. It's a good thing they don't have tomatoes. <laughs> they're throwing tomatoes. <clears throat> you want me to just tell them, Mike? I've only heard. Well, Mike's probably uh, typed well, as fast as I do. Mine. Yeah, I don't think anybody could type the slow as I do. But uh, well, don't forget we have about a minute delay. I had uh, yeah, I had caught one rock throw on camera one time. And you know, not the I didn't see the physical rock or anything, but something hurled a rock and it hit a tree, and I mean, it made a big thud uh, within a hundred hundred yards of me. And uh, here it is. What is it? <laughs> hey, Chris, we figured out how we keep getting rock throws. It's due to at Squatch D TV singing and no tomatoes in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, the, the funny thing is, is um, I actually do not have a bad voice uh, when I when I sing for real. Um, Chris has heard me. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. And uh, not bad. Cool. I wouldn't throw a tomato at him or a rock. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you guys in chat are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt says, but Mike, he's faster than a kayak. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I did. I got, I got one rock throw and it was a big thud and they hit the side of the tree. And then you could hear the rock bouncing on the ground as it, as it, as it fell. And I was really thrilled to death, you know, uh, didn't have a sighting that day, but uh, I did get, uh, some, one or something through and it sounded like at least a baseball size rock and uh, man that thing had a great a big impact on that tree and I, i'm fairly certain if it would have threw thrown a rock at me that hard and hit hit me in the head i'd be dead <laughs> now 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 i don't know what's going on over there in london Uh-oh. but 
Mr. Lee Sripio said, time for the bong. <laughs> Did you mean gong? Because <laughs> the B and the G are together. <laughs> uh, you know, depending on if you're going to keep on listening, it may be time for the bong. <laughs> is that like tea time? You know, I know they have tea time over there. Uh, a lot of people drink uh, tea. It's not 420 in London now, is it? No. <laughs> uh, uh, that's one of the differences in our cultures between uh, our friends uh, over in the UK and us. And a lot of a lot of tea uh, gets consumed there, and we don't really drink that much tea. I guess, yeah, I drink iced tea, you know, on occasion. But uh, <laughs> if you pour like uh, hot tea in a cup, that's not for me. But now my wife, okay, now she's originally from Thailand. And uh, she likes hot tea in a cup. I don't know why, but uh, you know, cause I don't. But she does. But uh, put some ice in it, and you know, throw about a five-pound sack of sugar in it. It's it's fine with me. I love iced tea. Um. Oh. Green tea. Oh. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, she uh, she drinks that sometimes too. Green tea, Green that's supposed tea. to be like a healthy uh, thing. Like uh, if you, a, a lot of women. Well, excuse me, my woman, <laughs> my better half, uh, she'll drink green tea every now and then, and that's kind of like a a dietary thing or a cleansing thing. And you know, I tried some of it. It's just, just I think it's worse than regular tea. But uh, you know, I'm just not want... a tea drinker. <coughs> so you're not not the the green tea drinker, huh? No, no thanks. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I tell you what, Chris. Mm. There's only one tea we drink around here. <laughs> Are you Bigfooters thirsty out there? Well, I suggest to get a delicious, refreshing Snapple. Yes, even the most famous Bigfoot rush to the store to get themselves their favorite beverage, a delicious peach Snapple. No need to be cranky when you can just ask just the, your loved one right for a delicious beverage. Got it? Don't get me a Snapple. And don't be in such a hurry. There's plenty at the store. Diet peach snapple. Try delicious peach snapple. Don't get me a snapple. <laughs> Had to do it. We started talking yes. about tea. Yes. But it's not hot though. You know, it comes in a in a, a cold uh, or a glass container. Cold usually. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people like uh, hot tea across the sea. And, we drink ours uh, cold, mostly. Yep. And hello to Michael Haywood and Mary Rollers in the town. And Jen just strolled hey, in, Mary. too. Mike, hey, good. Jen? Oh, yeah. Coffee. Yeah, everybody drinks coffee in the States, except me. I, I cannot stand the taste of coffee. I, I can drink it if you, like, add, like, five gallons of milk and... You know, about a pound of sugar per cup. I can drink it like that. If I don't have my but, coffee in the morning, I'm a bear. Well, that's that's the way my wife is. Is she she's got to have that coffee. 
and I love the smell. Don't get me wrong. I'll make coffee for her and I enjoy that smell. It smells so good, but man, the smell is deceiving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Like, oh, this smells so good. I bet it's going to taste great. And, uh, yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> you didn't like coffee? <laughs> Joe says, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Well, I'm sorry, Joe. Man, uh, you know. Yep. And, and, and you know, there there's the, the cultural difference. Coffee I do yeah. not like. And I understand yeah. that. I understand. You know, you know I when, when no- I was when I was in Scotland, I was able to get coffee every morning. So I was yeah. happy about it. In fact, I, when I got to the airport at Gatwick, I remember first thing is, I need a coffee. Of course, yeah. uh, I took the red-eye flight to Gatwick. So I left yeah. Raleigh-Durham. I think my flight left at like 11.30 p.m. And I arrived in, yeah. in a Gatwick probably, oh, I got to say, it was probably around 8 in the morning. So, of course, I was like, oh, coffee. I need coffee. Because I had a two-and-a-half-hour layover, and then I had to take um, EasyJet, right. which everybody complains about, I heard, up to uh, Inverness, yeah. uh, from Gatwick to Inverness. Um, that was during the... Uh, you know, the shooting of uh, the truth behind the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. So, which was, and the funny thing is, is that kind of sideways into our conversation we had over on Nikki's show about, but we, we talked briefly about the Vermont trail cam photo and the processes that it takes, not just to put stuff out there for the sake of putting it out there, do your due diligence. Yeah. And uh, actually when I had gotten that picture, it was like a day or two before I had to fly to Scotland <laughs> So yeah. while I'm supposed to be catching up on this, uh, the Loch Ness Monster, because I had all the, the literature that I was kind of brush up on, um, I'm sitting here looking at this picture going, kind of looks like an owl, but it's it's not. <laughs> they don't think it is. And then, you know, of course. But uh, exciting times, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, you, you just learn you never can predicate evidence. You should never go in uh, necessarily like the, like the Pridgen video. I had a tremendous bias. Oh, what's this going to be? And it was fascinating. Regardless if it's a Sasquatch or not, it was fascinating. Right. So, you, you know, you take every, um, every uh, bit of information that you can about video, pictures, whatever. Uh, and if there is none, guess what? It's nothing. It doesn't matter how yeah. good a picture looks. Doesn't matter how great it may seem. If there's no story behind it, no location, no person behind it, it's garbage because it's not worth anything. It'd be like yeah. saying, "Oh, here's this DNA sample to test. Where does it come from? I don't know. What's it from? I, I don't know. Who's collected it? Uh, I don't know. Well, who's, yeah. where's the chain of evidence? Uh, I, I don't know." It's you know you know it's nothing. if that was done on a, on a science wise, it's nothing. Okay. Crime wise, if you're doing a criminal, if you're doing an investigation, it's nothing. Um, it only counts as evidence if there's a history behind it, chain of evidence, chain of custody, yeah. all that that stuff. You know, obviously. Oh, you know, and, there's and Steve Curious Cryptid. There Steve. he is. What's up, Steve O? Oh, Steve says. Any small airline that has not been shut down is one you'll probably survive. <laughs> the question is, what's what's here today may be gone tomorrow. <laughs> well, you know, it is true. Some of those small airlines get a bad rep, and uh, that we had one when in, in the eighties. Okay, when I was living uh, 
in uh, near Alamogordo, New Mexico. They had a Isn't small, that funny? small airstrip. <laughs> That's funny. Not bad, sir. Yes, it was actually. They had a small airstrip in Alamogordo, and uh, they they called it the Alamogordo Airways. And you could hire these guys. They would fly you in like a single engine Cessna. They would fly you from Alamogordo to El Paso, Texas, to the airport where you could catch like, you know, a big jet and then fly across country somewhere. And, uh, you know, they were really reasonable. But some of the rides they offered were kind of fun because they tended to go over the mountains and take a few shortcuts. And, you know, how when you get around the mountains, you've got pockets of 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 warm rising air and cold air and so your plane tends to do this a little bit and uh yeah those are some exciting times we called it alamogordo scareways and if you any of you guys out there know what i'm talking about <laughs> but it was fun Interesting. Uh, I'm just trying to find something real quick. Um, cup of half and half coffee with in the morning. Oh, okay. And the occasional cup of decaf at night. Yeah, hmm. well, life is a flyaway. My, my wife loves her coffee all during the day. From that morning until late that evening, she has a cup of coffee somewhere nearby. And I'm sorry, I've never been that crazy over it. Now, when I was in the military, I drank coffee. Of course, you know, like everybody in the military, I think, drinks coffee, regardless whether you like it or not. And uh, it's just mainly to keep you awake and focused what you're doing. <laughs> but I did not like the flavor, did not like the taste. But, uh, yeah, you add enough cream and sugar in anything, and you could drink uh, a cup full of muddy water out of a, <laughs> out of a mud hole, you know. Uh, I'm just trying to do something here real quick. Um, Mary Roller says in Alaska, they have pin air. They called it wind air. <laughs> yeah. I so that, that's a good one. Mr. Lee 3PO. Um, so he asked if we could have Steve Isdall on the show. Um, so I will... <sighs> <laughs> I will we show send an invite. Yeah, but. Well, on a, on November 24th, 2019, I sent Mr. Isdale a message. Steve, I recently wrote you a blog critical of you. Today I saw the unedited content of the video and I'm going to delete it, the blog. I may be a tough SOB, but I'm fair. So my apologies because watching the video you made gave me a whole new appreciation with you had to stand for. Although I may not agree with you on a couple of points, I think there is some common ground that you and I do share. I do not believe that a Sasquatch is a monkey or ape or uh, no, that's not whatever. I do not. Uh, I do believe that a, 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 I do not believe a Sasquatch is a monkey or ape, but do believe that it is a primate closer to us than any other. You're right. There's a reason why they have not been bagged. If you were free tonight, I am doing a podcast and would like to have your views aired. And if there's any disagreement, particularly over Dr. Meldon, because I think what is lacking here is understanding. Both of the parties mentioned in your video do believe in what they espouse. So they are not lying. If you disagree, hey, let's debate it tonight with the, the, my YouTube 
and Facebook audiences. My number is such and such. I would really enjoy a dialogue with you. And that went unanswered. So the answer to that is he has no, uh, no, uh, 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 reason. And that was 2019. Yeah. And that was before, that was before he sent those, the Mark Anders picture up, uh, posting it with, you know, the kind of clickbaitish that he had, uh, Todd standing. No, I would never, I, Todd Standing was on this show once, and it was in 2000, get this, 2007, very early 2007. Yeah. And I heard him out what he had to say. Um, He did not go off the rail, so we did not kind of pressure him. It was before all of the Muppet pictures or the the, the puppet pictures or whatever he, he was passing off. And I just wanted to hear him out. Um. But I won't have him on. I, I will not have a hoaxer on the, a knowing hoaxer on this show, um, because uh, truthfully, um, you know, stand, you know, if if standing would come on this show, I, I'd gladly have him on. But he's going to face a lot of questions he doesn't want to face, and he knows that, so he won't. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to accept the invite either. But especially uh, with uh, Steve uh, Isdal, Mister Isdal. He has he has nothing to gain, so he, he's not going to uh, right. even with an invite, he's not going to show up on this show uh, because there's nothing to be gained by it, and uh, you know, I, I that's yeah. not surprising to me. You know, it's that, that that's right. You know, any of these guys that that put that, that of course they're not coming on shows because they, they will. You know, especially. <clears throat> you know, knowing my reputation, I'll start asking him really tough questions. Well, whatever, you know, like, like standing, whatever happened to all that hair you had. Right. And I know what his answer is going to be. Yeah. Gonna be, well, my house is broken into and they stole my Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they stole your Sasquatch. Did they steal yes. your TV too? Did they steal your, because I don't know people who break into houses. They're like, yeah. Oh, look at this TV. Look at this computer. Look at this gear. Look at this gun. Look at this, whatever. Oh, look at this bag of hair. I think we'll grab that. Leave everything except the bag of hair. Right. Okay. Of course, you know, he wants to allude that he's so important that some government agency is going to break into his house to take his Sasquatch hair. (laughs) You know, that's, that's the real truth of the matter. Well, that's kind of, it's kind of funny though, the people that claim they have uh, evidence that proves uh, systematically proves for real that Bigfoot exists, except they keep it in their house hidden away you know why why do that why if you kept it in your house you'd have to worry about the government giving it and stuff no no you take it to your local news station or whatever get it on camera uh you'll be contacted there'll be some scientists to say hey dude you know you've got dna evidence let's check it out you know let's we'll run this for you you know uh keeping stuff a secret is not uh any way to accomplish anything other than to uh Maybe, uh, oh, some of those guys, well, the promoters, they kind of drag stuff out like that, like the uh, hand of unknown origin (laughs) and things of that nature. But uh, anything real, you know, you can get that out to the world. Um, I would think. I'm not familiar necessarily with Kerry Arnold's work. Maybe I am, but it's not ringing a bell completely. Um. You know, uh, there's so much, and, and folks don't understand. I, I generally worry about my own stuff, and during the week, and 
if something catches my attention that's making a big round on Facebook, I'll grab it up and uh, yeah. maybe talk about that or, you know, if it's an interesting video. But Kerry Arnold, I haven't seen any of his work. I do not believe. No. Um, I may have. Or I well, may have skimmed it real quick. And went, eh. Yeah, there's I, I always know. something on YouTube, but it's really not anything worth worthy of talking about. You know, it's kind of like the guy that's got the, the kid's uh, uh, gorilla suit from Halloween, you know, walking around through the backyard or something. It's something right. so ridiculous that it's not worthy of mentioning. Yep. Um. Yeah, so, you know, I, very, very particular about necessarily bringing on guests that i don't know anymore um we've had some doozies over the years yeah. um you know i miss uh, some of the prank calls we had on uh block yeah. talk radio during those days those were fun yeah. Yeah, yeah you know chris and i have been at this believe it or not chris has been the co-host of this show for 12 years now. yeah and, and i'm and, johnny and, come lately too you know yeah and that show's been in existence <laughs> for 16 now yeah yeah. 16 years and, and, and Chris has been here 12 of those 16 years um <coughs> so um you know and uh, you know first was um you know we had, we had a few people fly through here um Billy Willard was probably the uh, the second longest co-host um was pretty much for like three years um I used to do this podcast uh, usually with a friend of mine or two and they've lasted you know a, a few months here a few months there and um, <clears throat> some worked Billy out. Billy was a good co-host. Big G was a good co. I like Big G too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was. Uh, he <clears throat> he was on the uh, he was on that infamous show we did with Java Bob Schmalz back. Yeah. yeah. And actually, shortly thereafter, um, Big G left the show because uh, you know he you know you got your own life to live sometimes, and. Um, uh, that's when Chris came in and I remember that day with, with, uh, Java Bob, the Java Bob show, um, when Java Bob, uh, you know, got on the show under, on the show under false pretenses. And then all of a sudden the phone line rang out and it was Chris Bennett and, uh, Chris stood up for the truth. And then Matt Knapp showed up and he stood up for the truth and Matt really grilled Java Bob. And I, I, I grilled him too, to the point where I let him talk his story out. He didn't realize I had a statement in a police report. Yeah. And he was saying, well, we felt our lives were threatened now. And this had to do with the Bigfoot body hoax when they picked it up. And, uh, there was a gentleman with a gun there. Uh, I forget his name at this point in time. I think his name was maybe Frank or something. I have that information in my Panaflex here. Um, and the funny thing is the guy shouldn't even been holding a gun truthfully because he was a convicted felon. Oh, and not that makes it really guns. even more interesting because yeah. Matt Witten was a cop. But anyway, this guy was walking around with a gun. I don't know. It may not have been loaded. It may not even been real. But, you know, Java Bob had made the statement, you know, in defense of everything. Oh, we, people don't know what we went through. We were in fear of our very lives when we picked it up because it was a guy pointing a gun at us. No, it wasn't. And... <clears throat> Jabba Bob is continuing. Well, how do you know you weren't there? So, well, I saw the video and, and, um, you know, all yeah. this all other stuff. And I go, well, that's funny. And this is how the whole thing ended. 
<clears throat> that's funny, Bob, because I have your police report right here, the statement you made to police, and nowhere in it does it say anything that you were in fear of your life or a gun was pointed at you. Yeah. yeah. Boom. You didn't know what to say after that. One would think, and I was like, one would think that you would, um, one would think you would say something to the, especially that point to the police that that had occurred. But no. Don't point a gun at me. So at that point, <laughs> at that point, um, uh, we got another question from Mr. Lee three PO. At that point, um. I hung up on Java Bob. I said, I'm not going to have somebody come on the show and tell lies. Yeah. Um, and we kept them on for 37 minutes of the hour long show at the time. Cause at that time we were only doing an hour long show. What do I think of the Mark Zasky photos? Garbage guards. Mark Zasky was a clickbait, a clickbait guy looking for, for hits on his channels. And, um, none of his stuff really, uh, had any, um, stories behind them just oh yeah. this is a mexico bigfoot the mexico book bigfoot looks like the idaho bigfoot which by the way um uh nvtv <clears throat> tried to say that that was a bigfoot from somewhere else too so yeah. you know uh it's just uh, they, these guys in fact i wouldn't be surprised if nvtv was mark zasky <sighs> that's a thought that's a thought yeah um so um he may be just that's the bad thing about uh you know looking around on youtube for bigfoot videos a lot of time when you find one it's going to be a clickbait thing yeah there's a lot of youtube bigfoot clickbait channels that oh the top 10 bigfoot videos and they'll they'll show you hoax video after hoax video or hoax picture after hoax picture which has been debunked yeah and ripped apart by the the serious bigfoot researchers but the fly-by-nighters and the people you know there's people who want to believe in everything um, and, and some of the, you know, some of the, uh, the, the biggest flubs I've ever seen was there was a particular Bigfoot organization. They had a drone video. I think it was in Colorado and they, uh, they came out right away. Oh, we went out there and there's all this evidence here and there, but really didn't do any much to substantiate it. Yeah. Um, and then two days later, the people that did the drone video said, Oh, it was a hoax. Look. And then they put in the added photo. Gotcha. Oh, man. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but, you know, there's some interest oh, God, in these channels. God people. dang it. You're right. Uh, uh, what? I keep forgetting Mark Zasky with Mark Anders. Sorry. It's Mark uh, Anders stuff. I don't know Mark Zasky. Sorry, Donald. I, I, I don't know. I don't know his stuff. Sorry. I didn't catch it either. <laughs> so maybe NVTV is Mark Anders. I keep, I always do that. Old age, buddy. <laughs> Old age, folks. I used to be a lot sharper a few years ago, but. Well, there's something too that I, I think that uh, a lot of the people like on YouTube. It seems like they like, they like the, the Bigfoot stories uh, videos, yep. you know, that, that tell about the old sightings yep. and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of partial to those. <clears throat> so if I find some time, I'll, I'll look into this Mark Zasky guy. Uh, I, you're right. I, I haven't heard much about good stuff. Um, yeah. It does say, Steve said made a point. It does say something in top 10 Bigfoot videos are hoaxes. Well, <laughs> what it says is there's a lot of charlatans in, in this thing. And, and with the advent of uh, social media, um, <clears throat> um, oh, there's another good question. Boy, Mr. Lee Threepio is killing it with some great questions tonight. <laughs> um, I'll get to that in a second. Um, 
I, I will take a look at the, the Zasky stuff. I, I don't think I've heard good stuff but about it, but I don't know enough to really comment on it. I'll take a look and chances are I'll be, oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that. But um, uh, who is a badass researcher to you? Um, hmm. Aside from myself? No. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of good people, you know, Tack, uh, you know, Mike Ann, um, Joe Snyder, uh, you know, Western New York, Bigfoot. Um, Tristan today was a badass researcher. He's kind of uh, stepped back to. from a little bit. I put some miles in. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure did. When you were out there, you were out there. Um, um, there, there, there's a few, uh, people that beat the brush pretty regularly. Uh, Brent Dill, he's he's beating that brush pretty good now. Um, I think uh, there's so many that escape my mind. Um, you know, Mike Waldy uh, from the Texas Bigfoot Rangers. Um, uh, Shelly Covington, Montana. Uh, so many. Der- uh, Der- uh, there's a lot of people. Derek Collier. There. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a there's lot, a lot of, people, of people out there that's putting boots um, on the ground. You know the uh, the Olympic project. You oh know, yeah, uh, guys yeah. from the Olympic project, the guys from the Bluff Creek project. Yeah, know, they're all beating the brush, doing what they need to to get done. And, and that's what people, it takes. That's uh, that's what you it know. Takes, John yeah. Wilk, John Wilk, and Dave McCullough from Massachusetts. You know, uh, <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong; it's great to be able to research and put together information oh, and stuff. Let's not forget even... Matt. Let's not forget Matt. From, yeah. Matt, uh, Central Matt Florida Bigfoot does a great job. Yeah. You know, they, these guys are beating the brush every day. Uh, what I consider a badass researcher is a researcher who goes out there and tells yeah. the truth and goes out there and not everything is a Bigfoot and right. not everything. Oh, every tree break is a Bigfoot. And not every crossed tree branch is a Bigfoot. And not every, you know, funny indentation in the ground is a Bigfoot. And not, you know, every little bump in the night, every little sound is a Bigfoot. Or here's a barred owl and says, you know, there are literally hundreds of badass researchers out there. Yeah. I consider. Um, you know, if you're, uh, you know, Kark is a, is a decent bunch of guys as well. Uh, the, the Catskill Appalachian Research yeah. crew, um, they're, they're great. Um, you know, if you're out there putting the miles on with boots on the ground and doing your deal and giving it your all, man. I mean, yeah. pat on the back from Squatch DTV, you know, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. If you can't get into the woods, you know, and you want to compile information or something. Henry like May. That's great. Yeah. Henry, Henry, Henry is a May. great researcher. You know, he may not be putting boots on the ground, but as much as uh, some other people, but Henry's got a lot of great info and he really, you know, uh, he puts out a weekly show of different stuff he talks about. It's, it's great. Um, yeah. And it's easy like to go, even if you're able and you go out and you can find, you know, evidence and stuff fairly you know if you got a good area and you can find it fairly reasonably often it's easy to go out there what's hard to do is to put pull those boots up and get out there every other day or whatever and go six to 12 miles and not find anything yep and grass is right you know henry henry is an encyclopedia yes exactly 
Um, Henry is a walking encyclopedia of Bigfoot. <laughs> it certainly is. And other cryptids. But you got, you know, as far as like the history, I'm, I'm pretty decent at it as well. I've, I've done a, my fair share of reading and Chris can attest to that, that I know a oh, lot yeah. about uh, the, the, the four horsemen. I know a lot about, you know, the Patterson Gimlin stuff. I know a lot about, you know, the Paul Freeman stuff. I know a lot yep. about Bauman and Chapman's and the, the um, siege at Honubi. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I, I knew uh, things to me now are so like when people ask me about Zasky's photos or Carpenter's photos or porcupines in the forest, uh, I, you know, it's, it's so much part of my French. Um, there is, is just so much bull. Out there that, you know, I, uh, you know, it's just too hard to follow it all. It's like, like, you know, this guy. So I try to group everybody. But, you know, if somebody was to check my computer, um, <laughs> I have almost right now, uh, I have almost a terabyte of catalogs of um, investigate what I call my investigation files, which will have things that researchers in the past have said, people that are no longer researching or people that are you know, nobody's heard of in a while, uh, yeah. stuff like that, that that's come out. And I have everything, all of that kind of stuff cataloged. Um, so if ever, if ever they pop up and try to say, hey, I can pull that stuff up. Oh, really? How about this? As you know, it's almost like I become a little bit of an archiver at times, you know, and I have a lot of time to do that. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I wish I could get more out in the woods than I have been. Work schedule is yeah. really tough. Podcast schedule, you know. So, um, but, you know, I get out there um, several times a year and I hop and I follow those sighting reports now. I do it smartly, not necessarily just uh, I'm going to go out in the woods for the sake of being out in the woods. I'm going to go out in the woods when I know an area is hot, when I know it's there, when I, you know, when I know stuff is going on or potentially going on or looking at a new area. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah, Porcupine Guy posted the other video today. Need to burn some minutes of my, yeah, the Porcupine Guy. Not me. Uh, another question. <laughs> Did I ever dig into the Rogers Rangers incident in the woods of Vermont? Well, I have, uh, <clears throat> actually, no, I did not. The, the actual reference comes from, uh, I, I believe he's now deceased. Uh, I may be wrong, but there was a gentleman who used to write for the Glens Falls Post-Star. He was a town historian. Uh, his name was Paul Reno. Oh, look at that. The memory's working tonight. Um, uh, Paul Reno and Paul Reno was the one who dug up that information on Rogers Rangers. Uh, one of the lieutenants who was the, the team diarist, he would write the diaries of the Rangers and their movements and their, their experiences. And he had written at a time about a group of bears throwing rocks at them. And they were uh. repelled with a volley of shot. And we all know that bears do not throw rocks. Now, could it be misidentified Native Americans? I doubt it very much, knowing the skill that Rogers Rangers had. So, right. very interesting. And it's very also interesting that sometimes a, a Sasquatch in like the early 1800s would be called bear men as opposed to mm. 
because it was pre the discovery or the knowing of what a gorilla was yes or an ape and then as the late you know mid to late 1800s started to come through then people started calling them you know ape man or ape man. Uh, yes. or a, uh, a baboon man or something of that ilk um, most of most of the, the 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 earlier sightings referred like to a wild man or a wild hairy man, you know. And then after the discovery of the gorilla, then they started calling yeah. them ape man, hairy man, you know? wild man. Yep. Yeah. Um. Very Pretty interesting. Cool. Yep. It was in eighteen. I want to say circa eighteen eighty incident in Margaretville, New York, which is in uh, Delaware County, New York, um, kind of central lower central state in margaretville um where a wild man um actually startled a woman and her husband on a on a horse and buggy right um the horse reared up and the the wild man continued on to the woods and i've actually been down that road that it occurred Uh, yeah it still exists um and um yeah it's just uh really cool but but that is a traditional bigfoot sighting and yeah. a roadside crossing of a bigfoot because they called it the wild man large right. reddish brown hair covered wild man crossed the road because that was there's a lot of fascinating sightings uh over throughout history uh that are just like that steve uh there's one uh, daniel boone is of count he's supposedly shot one in kentucky and uh, that that was an exciting story to read through if you find it somewhere uh, um he called it a uh, uh, yahoo <laughs> and there's been all time ty- all, all types of speculation you know well maybe it's just a made-up tale that he did because he enjoyed the story gulliver's travels you know mm-hmm. but uh there's about all you can do is speculate over things like that but some of the things he described you know about it being 10 foot tall and hairy Okay, that sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> um, Life of Sly, is that the original Grassman story? No, no. Uh, in fact, the Grassman is not really a term we've used here in New York at all. Um, yeah. I'm trying the to think there guy. is the, um, there is, uh, that's more of an Ohio term, the Grassman. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think if, um, um, oh, there was a creature in the Adirondacks uh, to the north. Uh, probably, I would say, uh, Jefferson County, uh, Essex County, um, New York, uh, that area of the Adirondacks. Um, there was old slippery skin. And uh, there's lots of tales of old slippery skin that was back in the 1880s. Um, so... Um, yeah, and Laughing Picker said, never heard that term, too. But you know what? Um, uh, then again, um, you know, unless you're looking for it, a lot of people may not have heard of Momo in Missouri. Yeah. Until they, yeah. oh, look at that. Yeah, so, it, you know, and then again, um, internet. You know, think about that, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <coughs> not that... Um, uh, not that it's a fake. What, what I'm kind of saying is the term probably was bouncing around, uh, but it it didn't really become well known until the internet when everybody started talking about tales of the Ohio Grassman. 
Uh, you know, Tack, you know, reminds me of the first Bigfoot sighting uh, on 1818 in Sackett's Harbor, New York, which yeah. is up in uh, Mike's neck of the woods. And uh, yeah, that, that area, it, you know, was very remote and rural back in 1818 and still is to some extent. Um, so uh, yeah, I, the, the amazing thing that always amazes me is, um, you know, how the story progressed over the years, the description. Uh, Steve, there's one in here from New York. Is it uh, B B A T A V I A? Batavia. Batavia. Okay. Yep. From 1960, says Batavia Daily News was skeptical, but still ran a big photo of an eight-inch footprint left by a mystery beast under the railroad bridge over Tonawanda Creek near Walnut Street on a summer night in 1960. And it's quoted here. It says, well, it wasn't a ghost, that's for sure, because it left footprints, reported the Daily News. And what tracks? Eight inches long. But if it wasn't a ghost, then what was it? <laughs> As Donald uh, Pallone, Pallone or Pallone, 15, and a few of his friends crossed the bridge one night, they heard a loud, terrifying, banshee-like scream resounded from the area of the creek below. So... Yeah, that's 1960. Yeah. Yeah. That's pre-Patterson. Pre I like yeah. all the pre-Patterson stuff. But now, you know, I don't think uh, an eight-inch track would be uh, that uh, far away from the yep. humans. And, and that's true, but they also had a slippery skin in uh, the, the right. northern Adirondacks as well. Yeah. Cool. I mean, this stuff, the, the subject is just fascinating. I mean, now with the internet, man, you can actually sit down and surf the net for hours. Just pick something out, your home state or country, <laughs> if you're listening from from uh, somewhere else in the world, and just type in Bigfoot sightings or wild so, so, man sightings. Yeah. So many good names. The Otter Man. Yeah. And, and Alaska, yeah. the Kushtoka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Kushtoka. And then we also have the uh, the Bushman from Alaska as well. Oh yeah, uh, the, the interesting. You know, a little man, maybe the uh, the Iroquois up here in New York called them the Anunnaki, which meant stonish giant. Which a lot Killer of different, foot. a lot of different um, um, uh, folks, or a lot of the Native American tribes called uh, in their native tongues them stone giants or stonish giants. Yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, cool stuff. Up, oh, Joe has to go cut some wood. Have a good night, Joseph. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Um, ah, curious cryptids coming in with the the banshee scream was probably a cougar. Big cat oh, he, for clarity. Yeah, ah. he he may be talking about Joe. Joe uh, had encountered some sort of scream. Mm. Um, now, curious cryptid said probably cougar, um, but. The areas in New York, we have a lot of bobcat too, mm, so it could cat. be a bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the only way really to make sure it's a cougar, unless it's got that, you know, that type of, of yeah. growl. You know, um, yep. Uh, the the Leicester Leaper, Leaper <laughs> is another one from Western New York. Be twenty five yeah. minutes from Batavia. So, yeah. Jim Wilson, welcome. He said, smell one last fall loading my car at the cabin. Hey, Jim. And, um, 
you know, oh, and Tack also said could be fisher cats too. They may mm. well fisher cats aren't necessarily cats, they're actually related to weasels, but they do make some strange friggin' noises. Um yeah. that's but, a really uh, good point. Interesting yeah. thing, uh Jim, uh uh saying, Well, welcome, Jim, and thank you for your comment. Welcome to the show. Good to see um, you, Jim. Uh smell one last fall loading my car at the cabin. It's very interesting. I did smell one back in 2006 uh, when we got the uh, Ford and cast. And, um, you know, when that, uh, the, the, we found the track for the Ford and cast, I should say. And I'll never forget that night. You know, we heard something moving around. And after we, we did some calls and some tree knocks and just waited. And we heard something moving behind us into if I, I was facing, I believe, uh, I want to say. Uh, depending on which way and something moved around us from the west going eastward around us you know continuing eastward um to our north i should say um so we were facing east something came up behind us and kind of went around us uh on our north side and continued east and during that time you know it just boom there it was this flipping foul stench right. that I had never smelled in the, the forest before right. nor again. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it, it smelled like death, garbage, right. musk, yep. wet dog, skunk, all just rolled into one. Yep. It smelled like something like, and I have been a paramedic. I have, I have gone into houses where people have been dead for a week or two and it was different than that smell. It wasn't something dead it had similar qualities, but no, it wasn't quite the same. It was very, in the minute I smelled, you knew what it was. And then just as quick as it was there, it was gone. So then we start to progress to get our night equipment. Cause it was dusk. It was, we got in at dusk and it was now dark. So we were moving by flashlight right. or, or red light. So we go to go out and we were sweeping for tracks, you know, as we're walking and boom, there, there was the Ford and cast. We go back the next day in daylight. We find the trackway, which yeah. is really cool. And that's all on, on the website as well in the archive section. So, um, can't mistake um, the stink. Yeah, that's true, Jim. <laughs> yeah. I'm inclined to wonder if some are confusing the smell of a deer's tarsal gland for a Bigfoot. Nah, I've been around enough deer. Been around uh, enough deer. I know what they smell like. Yeah. And uh, it smells pretty rotten, but not not to the extent. I mean, this thing um, was probably a good. And here's the other thing, too. Uh, we found a trackway. <laughs> And, you know, if you've seen the four and cast, it's not a deer. And there yeah. were no deer tracks, no ungulate droppings. We looked around during the day. We were scouring that whole mountain, yeah. um, you know, looking for And we actually followed it and found some more tracks in a bog. So, and, and Bill Brandon well, cast that's those. That's the funny thing about uh, Bigfoot sightings. Some will report a distinct odor and some no odor at all. And I don't know whether it maybe depend on which way the direction of the wind was blowing that day or during the siding or what, but I don't know. You know, don't know. I've, I've heard, you know, or read all types and I've had that experience to where, okay. Uh, 
you know, we, we caught a, a distinct, musty, wet dog smell one night, and we caught some eye shine right after that. Right. And then I had another sighting during the daylight, during daytime, there was, you know, uh, no odor whatsoever. But uh, boom, you know, <laughs> there it was. So well, what can you make of it? I don't know. Yep. Maybe sometimes some of them are cleaner than others. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, here's the other interesting thing, too, is, um, you know, we all talk about that musky smell. Mm. And uh, what I found is is that an apple, it breaks down an, an apple and ferments them. And anybody knows that Jane Goodall, when she habituated the chimps, they liked the fermented apples right. that were laying around better than the fresh ones she was because mm-hmm. they gave him a little bit of a buzz. Right. Um, and um, the chemical that breaks them down is called ethyl that actually ferments them. And in pure form, ethyl, ethyl smells like musk. Mm. So I'm wondering if a Sasquatch has a very rich apple diet for a day or two. Hmm. You know how we like we eat too much garlic or too much onions. Yeah. We tend oh, to yeah. sweat that smell right, it out comes of us. Out. You can smell it, right. right? Yeah. I'm wondering if the ethol does that with these rotten apples. I don't know. That's a so, that, that's a thought. Yeah, it's a thought process. Not sure, but it's really going to be hard to prove because you got to find a Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, that has Here, apple. Eat these rotten apples yeah, and. Right? <laughs> Um, so, but it is cool. That's, that's one of the things that, you know, I've found odd about a lot of the sightings, you know, some of them report odor, some of them not. Well, here's, here's the thing. Mary Wells, I heard females may key off a sweet smell like flowers. No, any, any primate will actually key off a smell like flowers, especially if it's a sweet smell because our, our, even us, you know, we smell something sweet. It stimulates us. Why? Because, uh, we are very particular to sweet and salty. You know, that's why we like our salty snacks. That's why we like yeah. our candy because Just our sweet and salty are, are what we, we enjoy. That's what, in that's what starts the dopamine in our brains to give us the, the pleasure from eating those particular items. Um, Maybe a defense thing. Yeah, Jim, that sounds, don't could know. Could be. Yeah, very it's well very could possible. be, especially in the in the circumstance we were in. You know, it walked around us very close, right. and maybe it, it you know was coming up the hill, sauce, and it, it, it emitted this um, because it was trying to get away from us, which it did. Um, yeah, you know, so that's good point. You know, and that's you know, um, it, it could be like the apocrine glands in a, in a gorilla, which they give off this stench when they're under stress. Well, it was the, the same year that my dad and I found those tracks in our tobacco patch. Uh, I'm thinking around 2007 that uh, I had been riding a dirt bike back on the back end of the farm. And we had this one area where a pond had went dry. And this happens, you know, sometimes every, every so many years, your pond will just go dry. And what you have to do is, you know, have a bulldozer or something come in there and clean it out and then... Uh, get all the loose dirt off the bottom, and then finally it'll start holding water again. But I, I rode a dirt bike back in there, and um, 
uh, where this pond went dry at uh, was kind of near a wooded area and uh, in the middle of the pond it started growing some you know weeds trees brush whatever you want to call it and uh, man I rode past that and I got to, oh my gosh it was a really bad dead rotting animal odor like something had been there for several days had been decaying and I mean uh, I stopped there for a second and then I had to I got pulled out fast because my god it is about to make me sick okay. <coughs> uh, it actually it, it, it instigated the gag reflex and uh, so I got the hell out of there <laughs> and you know I went back to the house parked the dirt bike in the barn and I didn't talk to my dad for, you know, a couple of days. I popped over next door at the house. And I asked him, said, Dad, you have a calf or something die? No? Why? I said, well, I smell something dead back over there by the old dried up pond. I thought you might have pitched a calf bone or calf, drug a calf out there and, you know, left it out there in the, the middle of the old dead dried up pond. No, nothing. Nothing's died there that I know of. So I go back there again, no odor, no smell, nothing. It was, there was no odor in the area. Uh, it was gone. And, uh, just a few weeks later while we were cutting tobacco, that's when we found those tracks. And uh, so that's, you know, afterwards, you know, when, when it happens, you don't, you don't have two and two to put together, but afterwards you kind of think, well, I wonder if those two incidents could have been related, you know? Chris, you know which one I'm going to pull up? <laughs> I, <don't know>. <laughs> <Boop>. <laughs> I would say yeah. that's a good one. I agree. I, I I think so. And you know, you can see the science and the all the investigation yeah. that went into it. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, statement by Doctor Maccabee. Yeah, the naysayers there, you know, talked about the uh, it prob probably being Al, but unfortunately for that theory i mean you gotta look you know you can put the pareidolia to, to use there and you can make an owl but yep. the problem is when you've got a uh when you start looking at the the other minutiae to it like this right right, right? and like this mm -hmm. and then right. you realize especially with dr maccabee's backing that the shadow yes. is way too close to that right to be now the other one and this is much harder to see because is the pridgeon video and by the way, there's videos on these on both the channels, plus the website, which has a yeah. real good breakdown of them. So, as yeah, well. if you're, yeah, in if fact, you're listening to the podcast, you know, make sure you check out the YouTube channel to see these videos or, or photos, rather. And the website as well. It's called and the website. Yeah. Um, like this, like on the website, we have the original diagram written by, by Doug, which he only saw the one, but there was actually two. And right. it's very hard to see in what you're seeing here. Yeah, but you see this movement of one walking, and as it's walking, now it's over here, and uh, now you see the head move, and then one jumps up, off appears to jump off the back or off the front of one. It'll go up here in the woods, and I know because I've looked at this thing frame by frame yeah. by frame, <laughs> yeah. and put probably a couple hundred hours into viewing this video more than. So yeah. when people or the flyby nighter say, "Oh, it's this, it's that, it's this." Well, did you look at that or that or that? You know, well, you explain the big, critical. Now you look, you look. This thing is completely dark in the background. There's no clothing. There's no right. 
right? <clears throat> Somebody tried to say <clears throat> this is this is the antenna of a car. Maybe there's a whip antenna. Uh, and uh no, we've already checked into no, that as well. There was yeah. no whip antenna on the car. But if you look, this is the motion the little one made in the tree and then in and down. Yeah. And if you look at the and what I have is the weather chart, which at the time weather data for the time suggested zero miles per hour wind speed debunking the antenna barrier. Yeah. Wind whipping this whip antenna around, which you would have to have whipped it this way and bend it all the way to this point and bring it all the way back and down. Makes no sense the direction of, of the creature nor the wind to verify that. So and the New York baby video, you know, I gotta say that's one I was extremely skeptical of. And uh, and it was my opinion, oh, it's probably just a monkey. And, uh, you know, after studying it with Steve and looking at it frame by frame. There's no tail, uh, number one. Yeah, I kind (laughs) of, I kind of, that kind of, that blew my theory out the window. So now it went from being, I'm extremely skeptical to, hey, you know, I kind of like this. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. So, you know, I kind of like it now. Uh, still don't know what it is. Can't say for sure what it is, but, uh, what I thought it may be, uh, the, the critical aspect of the, what I thought to be, uh, would debunk it. It didn't, that fell right. through. Yep. So, uh, you know, yeah, you there was know. no, uh, no pets allowed on that no. property. There was, you know, uh, there was, and I spoke to the property owner themselves. There right. was no zoo escapes. Uh, it's illegal to own a primate in New York to boot unless you're a zookeeper, but then we come back to, you know, if a zookeeper is not going to enter into an area where primates are not allowed, people ask, well, why would it be across the pond from this music festival? Well, there's an apple orchard there and there's wild strawberries and wild blackberries and wild raspberries back there as well. I finally did visit that property and the amount of fruit that was there was amazing. Uh, something could live there very nicely for a long while. It's not too far from the Platicill area. It's not too far from the Appalachian mountains. So, you know, it it makes a lot. It's not too far from the Catskills as well. So there's a lot of reasons why that could very well be possible there. And uh, the fact is, is that that video was taken in 1997 and wasn't discovered by the videographer until 2002 when his fiance went, Hey, what the hell was that Doug? <laughs> and he didn't even see the big one. I put it up on a giant screen TV right. and automatically. I saw the, the, uh, the big one. So, yeah. and good night. Life is a flyway. Glad you can make it here for <laughs> most of the show. You. Yeah. But yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of times you can see the detail when you put it up on the big screen that, well, you know, you didn't notice before. Years ago, uh, yep. So, uh, and then Nick says, you know, I was impressed he brought in Dr. Bruce Maccabee for that. He's a leader in particular field of optics, optical yeah. physics. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would think no other. And if you watch the video to hear Dr. Maccabee say, you know, and the funny thing is, is you can even hear him say, uh, during the interview, we actually that that was a clip from the radio show when we premiered the the Vermont Shell Camp photo, and that was a huge show. People were you know all over the place, and then it was kind of funny in that show. You hear Doctor Maccabee go uh, talking to his wife. Come here, take a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was really he was Pretty really good. excited. Uh, 
Uh, unfortunately, no, I can't show the video I mentioned right now. I, I would have to upload that into the thing for it to play correctly or for you to get sound. So, yeah. um, but, um, but they are available on the channel, uh, you know, at, on part of the uh, video content, not the live content, but the video content. Um, and they're pretty easy to find. You'll see the, the Vermont, you know, Bigfoot caught on trail camera and we're one of them. And there are, there are on the uh, YouTube channel. Um, yeah. that question is for charity. <clears throat> oh, thank you for so much for popping in. Yeah. It's good uh, to have you, charity. You know, Thanks. And guys, uh, for all those new to the channel or anything like that, uh, do us a solid, you know, uh, please give us a like a sub, uh, even a share, share this video, sharing is caring. So, yeah. Um, if you're listening, hit the thumbs up. Come on, bump, yeah. bump that thumbs up button. No. We need that. <laughs> it really helps. A lot of people don't understand. It really helps with the search algorithm. It really does. Because um, unless you have thumbs up and comments and stuff like that, the YouTube search algorithm will just pass you by. I mean, you know. You know, uh, uh, a lot of the times I have to preset videos that we show on the channel. So I really mm-hmm. set that up. So, and we can we can do something on Patterson Gimlin, and we can do we can do um, some some video stuff. Um, Thanks, Jim. You too, bud. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Charity. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. um, yeah, we we try to have a fun time. We try to be, you know, this yeah. This is going to be for those who are new, and I, I notice a lot of new names in here today, which is an awesome thing. Um, you know, for us, uh, we don't fluff. This is not a fluff channel. There's, we're not going to tell you every Bigfoot. You're not going to hear stories about how I survived a Bigfoot attack for the last four and a half days. When that, you know, as we, you know, if if you do hear a story of that, if we do hear a story of that, we will bring that person on to fend for themselves. Yes. Um, and as a matter of fact, I, I have a really great idea for a show before we go for the break. I just need to get him on. And, um, well, have you ever heard of the story of the giant of Kandahar? Allegedly no. during the, uh, the Afghanistan conflict. Okay. Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, right? I read that. Yeah. Now you now you're now the account is not all true. Yeah. But, but according to this gentleman who I've met in person and spoke to in person. Okay. Claims it did happen. Hmm. I can't be speak to the veracity of that. Yeah. But maybe I can get him on the show. Maybe not show his face, maybe not give away his identity, but I know who he is. I know his name and we'll put him on. We'll put him, we'll, we'll, you know, talk to him and see what we think. I would like to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, would like to hear the, just the, the facts of, you know, not the added in rest of the stuff that went along. And you too. Well, and you too, Sandra. Good night. God bless. Thanks, Sandra. And Mary's going too. And thank you, Mary. Good night. Thanks, Mary. So I, I think that would be kind of an interesting show and kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, yep. Everybody, uh, you know, charity says that'd be a great, great show. So, um, well, you know, the thing of is, but about this show too is, you know, we don't, uh, you know, 
sugarcoat stuff. You no. know, we're not gonna, if there's an account that's, uh, you know, we're going to look at it realistically and they're going to say, Hey, I either like this or no, I don't like this. I'm out, you know? <laughs> and I think, uh, we could probably get a lot more people watching the show if we went along with everything that came out. Like, oh, yeah, this is the greatest thing since Patterson-Gimlin video or something. But, man, that's just not the truth, and we're not about that. <laughs> we're not about that. You're going to get the truth here. Uh, the truth may not always be as entertaining as we'd like for it to be, but uh, that, that's just the way it is. That's the way it goes. Um, so yeah, um, that's what we always try to do is, you know, uh, you know, Chris hit it right on the head. Uh, if something doesn't pass the smell test, you know, um, you know, when I have a guest on, I, I, I my job is not to embarrass the guest, you know, we'll have this guy, you know, if we can get this guy on, we will talk to him about it. We'll ask him questions yeah. and then have a follow-up show, maybe evaluate what we listen to. What we heard, what we thought, yeah, and I think that would be a fair way. I don't. I try not to pressure my guests to make them feel like they're going to have a gotcha moment or anything like that. Right. We'll listen to them, and you know, people for some reason go, "Oh, why didn't you jump down their throat, or why didn't you do that, or you know, why didn't you call some people out?" That's easier, you know. Uh, uh, there's a line, you know. Line. <laughs> you, 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 your uh, your 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 media are okay. You, you're doing trying to get the story told, and at the same time, you know you're also an investigator. But you kind of kind of like uh, listen to the story first, then you yeah. can do the investigating. And, and plus, are you when you invite somebody into your house, are you rude to them? Yeah, we don't want to do that. No. You know, the reason why you know I talk about the only time we ever did that with a guest was Java Bob, because he completely snuckered his way in and then completely turned 180 degrees to what he was saying. So you, now you're coming in the house and insulting me. So guess what? Now you just open yourself. But if I come in and somebody comes in, I'm going to ask and I'm going to say, you know, I, I would ask this question, you know, there are going to be some tough questions and here they are. Well, you know, but I'm not going to sit there and accuse anybody or try to call anybody out necessarily or, you know, say, ah, you know, okay, well, we thank you for coming on. Thank you for telling your story. We'll move on. And then if, if something doesn't make sense to us, we'll discuss it the following week or at another point in time. Yeah. Or or if we keep the guy on in the first hour, I you know, I don't know how, how long we would do that, uh, depending on how long the story is. But it sounds like a pretty interesting story. And I like to get all kinds of, all the background on it anyway. Yeah. Like we, we had that, you know, um, the great Ray on the show uh, talking about the Mappenguari. Yeah, that was and, a great and, show. And, and I loved we, having Ray on. And we have the buildup. You know, we have a military guy, so he's got other stories to tell, and you yeah. know, builds so his credibility to what he experienced. And that's what we want to do. Um, you know, let's Mop talk and to the glory. Dang good joke. And I gotta thank Tack for getting me uh uh hooked up with um with uh him as well. I mean just uh, what a what a great guy he is, and I hope he's having a great. If he's out there listening, Ray, I hope you're having a great Father's Day as well. And Tack, right. if you talk to him, tell him I, I wish him a happy Father's Day. Um, I know he's a very proud papa. Yep, <laughs> yep. Don't mess with Ray. Yep, I wouldn't mess with him. And you know, the amazing thing is Ray is now a scientist too. So it just it's just an amazing guy. I, I love the guy. Um, 
but yeah, so we we try not for those who haven't, you know, we we never try to candy coat anything. I mean, we call it like we see it. If people, you know, there's some people that may take it personally. I'm sorry, this is not personal. No, I, I don't sit there and hate anybody, really. Right. Um, unless you really lie or try to hurt me, then I, I don't like you very much. And unless you come back and apologize and make amends, and believe it or not, you know, uh, there was only a couple of people on that that scale. And that would have been uh, Biscardi and Dyer. Um, and believe it or not, you know, when Nikki had that show with, with Dyer on it, and I hopped on it, yeah. and it was kind of a free-for-all for a little bit, and then everything calmed down. We ended up talking, and Dyer kind of turned his tone down and around. Well, and then we yeah. did an after show, and Dyer stayed on, and we had a long talk, and he apologized. So I have to take that anger away now from him yeah. because – Man to man, if you apologize to me, I'm I'm not a resentful, you know. I if anybody knows me, I am not a resentful beep. But uh, mm-hmm. uh uh you know I, I, I can let a lot of things slide, and that's you know why yeah. I, I don't have a lot of people I hate in my life. I don't have time for that chip on my shoulder i don't have time for that poison and resentment <laughs> there's a couple of people that i do not like very much because they've tried to hurt me in the past or they have hurt me in the past and most of them are on the personal side and there's only really i can't even count them on one hand <laughs> so you know i'm not the kind of guy that goes around angry um oh no i love everybody i i even love rick dyer it's fine I just, you know, if he told me the Bigfoot was holding him hostage, I probably wouldn't believe it. I uh, get a good laugh over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't uh, don't dislike anybody or or make enemy, enemies. Oh, uh, oh people, and and so. you know, uh, uh, a couple of people like you know, Mr. Trippio said Rick does get on my nerves a bit. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He, he can do that. He can do that. But yeah. you see, I I have. Uh, uh, my job profession, I deal with a lot of different people. Oh, you know, and I've been in pretty much the same kind of work where I have to deal with different people, different personalities, different, you know, I have to deal with the whole gambit. I deal with people that are straight up, people that are super conservative, people that are straight up thugged, people that are, uh, you know, or have addictions, people that I deal with all these people and I have to navigate through it. So I'm very, um, <clears throat> how should I say it? I'm very um, journalistic, journalistic, but I'm also very much uh, uh, winding through that. Oh, look at that. Bigfoot. Leon says, I've enjoyed joining you guys for that interview. Be good. You that got it, true. brother. We'd be glad to have you back on the sure days. So. Be our honor, Leon. You do get on my nerves a bit too. Just saying <laughs> <laughs> that I'm doing my job because every bigfoot I should get on every bigfoot researcher's nerves because they're like, you know what? I could be doing things better, or I could be doing things different. And yes. you know what? People get on my case about certain things too. They're right. <laughs> they're right. <laughs> oh, Mick, you're killing me. No, I, I want to try your. I want to try our meatloaf. I'm a brave man. <laughs> oh man. 
But you know, I, I have so much fun with 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 the the chat room crew. And oh, I hope yeah. you guys listening out there in Audible and Spotify and and stuff like that, you can join us live at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights. Yeah. Uh, come into the chat room. You, you know, y'all know that if you got an Audible or Amazon account or a Spotify account or iHeartRadio account or app, you know, you know, Apple Podcasts, whatever with that, all those yeah. little platforms we're on, you all know that you got a YouTube account too. Yeah. So if you got time, watch us and replay. If you got time, join us in the live chat. You know, and and uh, support Watch. us that way. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh, and there's another new name, Mr. Patrick Cassidy. Welcome, hey Patrick. Patrick. Welcome. Welcome. We have, like, yeah, make sure if you listen to the podcast, stop by the YouTube channel and watch the replay. You can check out. Uh, it, it might take a day or so, but the chat room replay will also start loading up, you know. And uh, some of these guys in here, you guys kill me. <laughs> these comments. <laughs> God, we... Oh, we're so proud of you. I mean, God, just, we are a bunch of funny mother. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that new sensor. That is great, isn't it? It is great. You know, Harold, what do you think? <laughs> I think Harold likes it too. Yes. Anyway, um, but yes, we have a lot of fun. Uh, I love the. I want to say I love the graphic you put up uh, for this one, Steve. Uh, Dad's gone squatching, proudly refusing to ask directions since 1845. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's the type of truth. How many men out there have ever been lost and would not ask for directions, even when pressured to? Don't worry, I can find it on my yeah. own. I'll find it. No, no, we're we're almost there. We're within a few miles. We'll get there. We'll find it. See, well, you know the neat, neat thing, the good old the the, the bronc, the squatching bronco. Because <laughs> I have, I plug this sucker in there and it loads the maps right, and I never get. Oh lost. yeah. I never well, get yeah. lost. Before the days of GPS and, and smartphones and stuff, uh, you know, a lot of men uh, would 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 not ask directions when they were looking for something, and even though they were being pestered to and and uh, you know pestered to stop and ask directions and, and egged on by maybe their significant other, uh, just right right at refuse it no no i'm gonna find it i'm go i don't need directions no no uh, yep. i've done it and i know everybody else has to <laughs> at some point so anyway chris uh, we let's wrap up the show with yeah. yeah our uh our sad news of the week that the mm. the um season hopefully it's just the season finale not the series finale this week of the obi-wan series Oh yeah, and what a wild ride that's been! Oh, like I think the last one kind of like sewed it up. Like wow, they just put the last four episodes. This is yeah. episode five. Put yeah. the last four episodes all into perspective. Now you're like, ah, now I understand. Right. Yeah. So what comes in number six? I don't know. Whatever it is, you know, I'm waiting with bated breath. I, I love it. Uh, I've loved all those uh, Disney remakes they've done the uh, with the Obi-Wan and the, 
Oh gosh, brain brain's dead here, Steve. Uh, and the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, the, the Book of yeah. Boba Fett, Boba Fett, the Book of Boba Fett. And then Fett. we got Ahsoka I've, coming up. And I've Andor. loved all those. And, Andor is the next one up. Yeah, yeah. Andor starts. Can't in, wait for that. That should be very fast, interesting stuff. So, it's great stuff for the Star Wars nerds, and yep. which I am one. <laughs> I like that. I like to say stuff. it. Me too. Yep. Well, Chris and I grew up with that. I mean, we were oh, yeah. we were there in the movie theaters in 1977 <laughs> watching that. And um, <laughs> whoever who had a Star Wars lunchbox, <laughs> um, the little metal lunchbox had the little cool little uh, thermos cooler in there and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I was how old was I? 1977. I was uh, eight, eight years old. Let's see. Came out in, uh, what was it, 77? 76, 78? I don't remember. <laughs> well, Mac, I thought the lightsaber battle last week that we saw, I'm not going to say with whom, but yeah. I thought Vader had quite the not, skill. Not too many spoilers. Vader had quite the skill. Yeah. And then we, we saw what he did at the end of Rogue One, which by now, you know, the Star Wars fans have seen. 1977. Um, okay, I was 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, you know, definitely uh, Vader demonstrates his uh, his mastery of the Force. Uh, and, I, and, and, I, and I think what you're seeing, in the, especially in the, in the beginning episodes, and I think you're going to see him come full circle in the series finale is that, you know, he was feeling pretty bad, sorry for himself. You know, he was feeling, you know, Obi-Wan was feeling like he let everybody down. And, yep. And then, um, you know, uh, you know, even to the, some extent at the end of uh, revenge of the Sith, you saw Yoda act all kind of, I failed, you know? Yeah. Um, but now you're starting to see, uh, <laughs> oh, there is Nick said, Yeah, he saw. Yep. Uh, saw the original Star Wars twenty-one times in its first run. Yep. So I can I can understand operator. Nick's oh, cool. propensity for not liking any of the newer stuff. I understand that. Some yeah. people, you know. Um to me, I love the universe. You know, I love that universe. It's your own little world. And you can the more stuff they can give you, the more you can stay in that world. It's fantasy. So yeah. You know, it's not even science fiction. It's fantasy. And you get in there, it's like, wow. And Mary Roller, Mary says, I'm a Trekkie. Me too, Mary. I love that. Hey, they've got a new one, that uh, Strange New World, Star Wars Strange New World. I have, That's a good one. I've had a hard time getting into that one, believe it or not. I've been watching it. Yeah, there are. It's, yeah. So far, it's hit and miss. Um, but, you know, the original Star Trek was like that. Some of the episodes was like, oh, wow, this is great. And then the next episode was like, eh, eh. It could have done better, you know, but uh, <laughs> so far, though, with the Star Wars uh, remakes on these shows, like now with Obi-Wan, every episode, I haven't found one yet that I've said, eh, they could have done better. No, no. Every one of them has been like, wow, you know, oh, oh. and uh, some of them. You know, especially, okay, yes, I like the dark guy, Darth Vader. 
Okay. That that evil, you know, I like that. But uh, uh, some well, of you know, I, 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 with him. I, I find this whole idea of the Sith fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm going to start. I, I listen to a lot of Audible, on, you know, because I get about a 40, you know, by the time I leave for work, I take about an hour and I meander to work. I stop off, get my provisions for the day. I may gas up. I may wash the car. Yeah. And then I find myself at work. And um, I end up listening to Audible quite a bit. So I'm going to start listening to some of the, uh, the, the Canaan books like uh, Darth Bane and the legend of Darth Plagueis. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I want to, I want to dive into that. Um, Rogue One was phenomenal, um, uh, especially how it led right to the the very end, uh, beginning. The ending of Rogue One uh, led right up to the beginning of Star Wars: A New Hope, mm-hmm. out in '77, the first one that we've seen. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, well, Chris, it's ten fifty three. Oh, so we, we can sign off uh, now. Uh, and you know what? When the series is completed, uh, not next week, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, about the, well, we'll talk a little bit about next Sunday. So for all yeah. those that want any little Star Wars talk uh, that we have put on because of this, because it's something fun we like to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, we what we didn't talk about is uh, the whole Vince McMahon thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, looks like he's paying a little hush money, but <laughs> so that's caused a little bit of a bump. But yeah, we'll see how that plays out. That's got a lot of personal life stuff. So to me, it's like eh. maybe uh, let's do the after the Obi One is series is complete here. We'll, we'll do a, maybe a little talk about that if everybody gets a chance to watch it. Uh, I, I love talking about nerdy stuff like that sometimes. Yep. And, and it's a good little break. You know, not everything is Bigfoot, okay? <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. if we don't have, like, a new sighting this week that we can discuss or a new photograph, eh, it's okay to talk a little bit on the side, you know. Hey, something else. Uh, that's where we are. We're, we're yeah. all friends here. Yeah. <laughs> well, but anyway, I'd Chris, like do your to, thing so we can get yeah. out of here. I want to thank everybody in the chat for being here with us. We, we, we love you guys. We so appreciate you joining us and uh, love all the comments, love all the questions. Uh, if it's the first time watching on YouTube or even listening to it on the, the podcast, check out the YouTube channel. Uh, pop a like, you know, hit a subscribe. Uh, it really helps us out and the, the search algorithm. It helps people find the channel better and uh, share it. You know, as Steve always says, sharing is caring. We appreciate it. That certainly is. And guys, on behalf of everybody here at Squatch DTV, me and Chris, and uh, whoever's hiding out behind me somewhere, <laughs> we want to wish everybody a happy and safe week. Hey, you know what? The official start of summer is almost here. Yeah. Next week, our next show. Two more days. Yeah, summer. Next will be here. next Sunday, we will be in summer. Yes. Plus we'll, Plus, we'll have another surprise. <laughs> another surprise next week coming. So anyway, folks, on behalf of everybody here, have a happy, safe, healthy week. We want to wish everybody uh, a great Father's Day for all your fathers out there. And uh, folks, you know, God bless and keep on squatching. We'll catch you here all next Sunday night 
9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Squatch DTV. SquatchDTV.com. 8 Central. Toodaloo. Hey, folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless. And keep on squatching.